0: ESPN radio
1: Tom Brady just tweeted I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa unfinished business (laughs) LFG Brady is back we heard the Tampa Bay Buccaneers say at the Combine last week that they were going to leave the light on for Tom Brady. Well, it's a good thing they left the lights on. Tom Brady found his way back in, and he'll be back with the Buccaneers this season.
0: ESPN Radio. The Ruler is back. Cue to Jay-Z song. You know what I'm talking about. It's Harry Douglas and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN+. Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance Progressive makes bundling easily, easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Harry, we got folks that want to chime in on the candy calling line about what's going on in the National Football League. All the latest news and notes. Let's go out to Dallas and bring on Don. Don, you're on ESPN Radio. What up? Hey, Chris. What's going on? I can't call hey, it. What uh, you got for us? Hey, I don't think it'll happen, but everybody's not trading for Deshaun Watson to these other teams. I'm not a big Dak that, that Prescott fan because he all let other teams jump out. He always makes mistakes early in the game. Will you put Deshaun Watson with those receivers in Dallas, with that defense coming on, they'll be a Super Bowl
2: contender in no time. Don, uh, let, Don, it,
0: Don, let me ask you this question. Would you agree that Dak Prescott is a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the league? In
2: the second half? <laughs> <laughs> you, he made his man made us bust nah, out laughing. No, nah, I said, look, man, you're not going to me down. <laughs> we trying to say this.
0: All I'm saying is Dak Prescott is a quarterback that you can win with, and Dak Prescott isn't a quarterback that comes along with the bags that Deshaun Watson does. And for a team that's always in the spotlight, Dallas Cowboys, they are America's team. I remember when I went down, Harry, for my pre-draft visit to the Cowboys, Jerry Jones equated playing for the Dallas Cowboys as like being a part of a Broadway act. If you're going to play in the NFL, come play for the Dallas Cowboys. It's the Broadway of the NFL because it's the most visible franchise. They have the largest fan brace. The Dallas Cowboys are an international brand. I think they might be the highest, the highest, the most valued sports franchise in the entire world. That That's what we're talking about with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not sure that Jerry Jones is one is willing to ship Dak Prescott to Houston and turn over the keys to his franchise to a quarterback that has twenty two pending civil lawsuits against him. I, I just don't know that that's the direction that this franchise wants to go. And then you also have to consider the fact that the Cowboys are dealing with some 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 issues In-house along the issues. same along the same lines. <laughs> Of things that that, that 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 Deshaun Watson was accused of. Remember, we're talking about their executive, their PR director, Rich Dalrymple, been there for decades. He was the one that went into the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders locker room and recorded them with his camera phone. So, th- th- coming off of that kind of issue, and then the Jerry Jones news last week, where there's a woman that that that's. Claiming that she's his daughter and that his <laughs> mom, her mom, is bound to a non-disclosure agreement. Like it's it's really messy down there in Dallas right now, and I don't know that they want to add to the mess by bringing in Deshaun Watson. I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze when it comes to that particular situation. I
2: just want to know how in the hell did Jerry keep this under the wraps for so long? L-
0: listen, I will tell you this, Harry, without going into too many details. I am not surprised that that went down like that and there's that out there. I, I'm just I'm just not surprised. If you've been in and around that organization, <laughs> this is not catching you off guard. I can promise you that. But one thing that did catch us off guard was Tom Brady decided he was going to run it back for a 23rd season in the National Football League. Now, he's slated to count $20 million against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers cap, but already we're seeing the impact that Tom Brady is having on impending free agents. Last night, the Bucs were able to come to an agreement with offensive center Ryan Jensen, who was an impending free agent, who some speculated that was in line for a contract to pay him in the range of 14 to $16 million a year. He comes back to the Bucks on a three-year, $39 million deal. And then we saw the latest, Carlton Davis, their impending free agent cornerback, their lead corner, right, Harry? He's the yep. best corner in that secondary. Yep. He could have got a bag in free agency. He decides to come back to Tampa on a three-year, $45 million deal, so well below market, and you have to think that that's a byproduct of having Tom Brady under center and the fact that those guys believe that this team can compete for a championship in 2022. Yeah, no doubt,
2: and you look at Jensen and you look at Carlton Davis, both of those guys took pay cuts, right? So my mind uh, immediately says, okay, are they trying to find some money so they can bring in a guy like Jarvis Landry to help Ooh. that offense and Tom Brady? Because you had we got to remember Chris Godwin; he's coming off that ACL. It's going to be a little minute before he's able to play. You have okay. Mike Evans. You know you have some other little. You have Scotty Miller still, but you need another bona fide dog to go along with those other guys until Chris Godwin gets back uh, in the fold of things. So you're freeing up some money. I, he's seen his boy win a Super Bowl ring. Jarvis Landry, I know he felt some type of way about that in a in a good in a good sense. Not not ill will against his, his his homie Odell Beckham, but like, hey, I want to feel this. I want these moments as well. So would he take a pay cut uh to sign with a Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a year to try to Well, win yeah,
0: win? I'm I'm sure that Odell is in Jarvis Landry's ear and talking about how good it feels to be able to win a Super Bowl. And so for Jews to go from the Miami Dolphins to the Cleveland Browns to have a chance to run with a team that has Tom Brady in a culture that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians have put in place, that would be a welcome change. It's just a matter of being able to make the money work. And so now that Juice Landry is going to be a free agent, it seems like the need fits for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in terms of being able to bring in a player like that. Because we got to keep in mind, early in the second half of last year's NFL season, The Bucs had some problems on the offensive side of the ball. Remember when Antonio Brown was unavailable? That's right. When you didn't have Chris Godwin? They struggled because Tom Brady didn't have enough weapons. Now you franchise tag Chris Godwin. Being able to bring in a guy like Juice Landry, and Harry, you can speak to this, the impact that he has on the passing game in between the numbers, and we know that's where Brady loves to throw the ball, short intermediate zones in between the numbers. The impact that Juice Landry can have in that area, I – I mean it's 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 one of those things that it's it's hard to quantify but you know that it's going to make a difference if he's able to hook up with a quarterback the caliber of Tom Brady. Yeah,
2: in between the numbers quarterback friendly type guys, right? The tight end position, the slot position especially with Tom, when it comes to Tom Brady. Juice uh uh Landry, he's he's tough. He's a decisive route right runner. He's going to make the tough catches. He's going to he's gonna do everything with a purpose, and you know you're going to get 100% from him every time he steps out on that football field, every play. Those are the type of guys that Tom Brady uh, loves. Those are the type of guys he likes to have around. We know how much he loves football. He's best friends with Odell Beckham Jr. Listen, I would bring in Juice Landry and try to sew up that position until Chris Godwin gets back and then get everybody uh, – I say acclimate it to the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the system, but more so get everybody to football. Diversify the football every which way possible and see what we can do that way. But I like I like Jarvis Landry going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
0: No, I love it too. And I think the Bucs can help themselves by being able to work out a long-term contract with Chris Godwin rather than having him play on a franchise tag yeah. because that's a $19 million cap charge in 2022. Get him extended, spread that. That cap charge out prorated, so it's a lower cap number. That way, you can address some of the other needs that you have in free agency. But Harry, just looking at it in the big picture, the landscape of the NFC, now that the Bucks have made these moves over the last 24 hours, where would you put them in the hierarchy of teams that could go to the Super Bowl out of this conference? Our very own Mina Khan said that she had them third but they have the potential to jump up the second based on some of the things that she's seeing them do. Mm-hmm. So where do you have the Tampa Bay Bucks in terms of your expectations of the teams in the conference and who can actually get to a Super Bowl?
2: I have them second right now behind the Los Angeles Rams. I just think the Rams have enough to, to, to make it back to a Super Bowl to make some noise in the NFC. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers second, and then I have the Green Bay Packers third. Now, after free agency is done, or I'll say before the season starts, uh, I'm going to have Tampa probably as my number one team. That's why I stand with this.
0: I'm interested to see what the Rams do, Harry, because right now they're about $20 million over the salary cap. So they got to get under the cap in the next 48 hours before they start of the new league year. And I'm not quite sure where they're going to be slashing and burning when it comes to salaries now. I'm sure they can restructure some of their big money guys, Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, Maybe even extend Max Stafford to lower that cap hit, mm-hmm. but they got they got some work that they got to do in order to clean up their in-house situation before we even talk about them supplementing their roster. Before we talk about them trying to re-sign Von Miller, there's some things that they got to do. You mentioned that they're going to be missing inside linebacker Troy Reader. He's going into free agency. Yep, I don't think that that guy is a a player that they can afford to pay. He's a nice to have. He's not a gotta have in their defensive scheme. So the Rams have some work to do. That's why I look at a team like Tampa. I mean, if if this team is healthy, which they weren't last year, then you could absolutely see a scenario where they could return to the form that we saw them two years ago when they were able to win eight straight games and hold up the Lombardi in their own stadium. So I, I will just say this. I know the Rams are the reigning defending champs but it doesn't feel like it with Tom Brady coming back. <laughs> Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. It, it doesn't feel like <laughs> it. So we got to give you guys more on that. But coming up next, which team should be inquiring about Deshaun Watson? Harry and I will give you our list of teams that should be making that phone call. You're listening to ESPN Radio more after this.
1: ESPN Radio.
0: Douglas and Chris Canny on ESPN radio and E plus we're presented by progressive insurance. Hit us up on the candy call in line 888 say ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We've been talking about the Tom Brady news all show long with him returning for a 23rd season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Harry, we also got to talk about a quarterback that's poised to return to the NFL in 2022. That being Deshaun Watson who spent the last season on ice uh, amid allegations and charges uh civil complaints that were filed by 22 women. So 22 pending civil lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. But we did get some news on the Deshaun Watson front on Friday with Harris County grand jury dismissing the criminal charges that Deshaun Watson could potentially be facing. They dismissed the case. They did not choose to indict Deshaun Watson. And so... From a criminal standpoint, this case is not moving forward. We still have to see whether or not they can get past the civil litigation. But, Harry, now NFL teams are starting to get a better idea of the situation that Deshaun Watson finds himself in from a legal perspective, and they're expressing a lot of interest. Now, we saw the reports by Adam Schefter and others earlier today that Deshaun Watson is – expected to meet with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints on Wednesday ahead of the start of the new league year later on in that day. Uh, and trade talks are expected to ramp up around that time period. But we also got news from Adam Schefter in the last break that Houston has declined Indianapolis's attempt to speak to Deshaun Watson per source. Houston is comfortable trading Watson, just not in the AFC South. So... It feels like with this whole offseason and with the quarterback musical chairs, the quarterback carousel that's turning, the Indianapolis Colts are going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the marquee guys. It just doesn't seem like Chris Ballard is going to be able to land the guy that he expected he would when he traded Carson Wentz early last week.
2: Well, Chris, here's my question I have for the Houston Texans. What if it comes around, and let's just say something miraculous happens, and the Indianapolis Colts are the only team who would take Deshaun Watson. Let's just say that happens, hypothetically. Mm. They're going to sit there and tell them that they they can't trade him, or you're just going to sit there and pay him and he not play for you? What what I, if they're back into I, a corner? You see what I'm saying? Like, what are they going to do then?
0: Well, Harry, here's the thing. Their franchise can't move forward until they trade Deshaun Watson. Yes. They, they, they they I mean, with the draft capital, their situation, that Laramie Tunzel trade is still one, one of the worst trades that the Houston Texans could have came up with. Um, but but because of that situation, they need draft picks, and I don't know that they're going to be able to acquire the draft capital that it's going to take to replenish the coffers without trading Deshaun Watson. So they're, they're caught in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And when you look at the Colts, I, I mean, you don't necessarily want to give a top five talent at the quarterback spot to a division rival because that ultimately puts a ceiling on what your team can do. I mean, mm-hmm. if you trade Deshaun Watson to the in, to the Indianapolis Colts, let me just say this. Deshaun Watson is 26 years old. You trade him to the Colts. You're talking about playing for second place for <laughs> the next six or seven seasons if you're the Houston Texans. Literally. that That's where you're at. The Colts are a team that's a quarterback away. If Deshaun Watson is on the Indianapolis Colts, they're going to the Super Bowl. Harry, they're one of the best. I mean, they're on par with the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Denver Broncos. They're right there. The Cincinnati Bengals. If the Colts and the Bengals played and Deshaun Watson was the quarterback for the Colts, guess who I'm rolling with? Deshaun Watson. The Indianapolis Colts. That's just where I'm at. That's how good Deshaun Watson is. But we're so far removed from seeing him play, I don't think people understand the impact that this guy can have. But when it comes to the situation with Deshaun, I mean, it feels like he's poised to go to the NFC. It's going to be one of those teams. And, Harry, I know you threw it out there that maybe the Texans might be forced to do business with the Colts. I will tell you this. Based on what I know about the desperation, the urgency that owner David Tepper has, the Carolina Panthers are going to be ultra-aggressive when it comes to putting together a trade package for Deshaun Watson. And beyond that, they're going to be – ears and eyes open to whatever Deshaun Watson would want in his next football situation. And so we know a part of the rift that Deshaun had with the Texans was that they wouldn't give him input when it came to the next coaching staff, when it came to the philosophy with team building, pieces that he wanted around him in the free agency and the draft. They didn't want to include Deshaun in those high-level discussions. But we know in today's NFL – that's what quarterbacks are coming to expect. That's what Russell Wilson wanted in Seattle. He's no longer in Seattle. That's what Aaron Rodgers wanted in Green Bay. Made the organization twist in knots before deciding to come back and making them give him everything he wanted. That's what it, that's what quarterbacks do in today's NFL because they recognize their agency. They recognize the influence, the power that they wield over these teams. And that's what Deshaun Watson is going to command, even with the bag's from the legal situation hanging over him, he's going to command that when he goes into his next situation. So if you're a prospective team that wants a quarterback, you're going to have to ask yourself some tough questions. Number one, are you going to be able to handle the onslaught of criticism for bringing in a player that has allegations and pending civil lawsuits of the nature that Deshaun Watson has? That's number one. But the second question you got to ask yourself is, are you willing to turn your franchise over to this guy? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to do that? And and I know that's not an easy place for a lot of NFL owners to be in, but that seems like it's going to be table stakes if you want to try to get your hands on Deshaun Watson. I agree with you. And
2: you look at the quarterback position for this team, the last three, right? I think management and I think Matt Rule, they have not done a great job when it came to the quarterback position. You had Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, you let him go to bring in a guy who's seen damn ghosts who was on live <laughs> saying that he's seen ghosts while playing the game of football, right? That didn't work out, the Sam Darnold situation. You brought in Cam Newton. That situation didn't work out. So right now, the decisions that they have made from the quarterback position have not been solid for the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule, he's going to be on the hot seat this year. He has to win. The owner's building a new facility. He wants to win. He wants to get people uh, intact in with this team and this organization back to when they made the Super Bowl and they were playing at a very high, high level. Mm-hmm. So I understand that this Carolina Panthers team, and then they're not a slouch on defense. They got some guys, a young, lot of young guys. remember oh yeah, their draft oh, yeah. was just about all defensive guys. I think it may have been all defensive guys.
0: Harry, so, Harry, just to paint the picture, because I, I think you're making a great point about their defense, they had the second-ranked defense in the NFL, and they had the 30th-ranked offense. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. When your defense is that good and your offense is that bad, it's hard to have a defense that's that good with an offense that's that bad because they're not moving the ball. They're not controlling time of possession. That defense is on the field all the time, and yet they still found a way to be effective. So a lot of things to like about that Carolina Panthers situation. Keep an eye on that. Plus, Deshaun Watson has ties to that part of the country, so that could be a factor in his decision coming up. But uh, for us, what's next? We got to talk about all the moves that the Los Angeles Chargers are making and how much pressure that puts on one Justin Herbert. You're listening to Harry Douglas and Chris Canny, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio and E+. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on Twitter at hdouglas83, at chriscandy 99 The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Sixers host the Nuggets. We got Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic going at it, two MVP candidates. It's going down like the Titanic. Of course, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Now, Harry, we got to get into the moves that the Chargers are making and how much pressure this is now going to put on Justin Herbert. But before we do, we've got some breaking news from Diana Rossini. She was told that the Seattle Seahawks do not have any plans to meet with Deshaun Watson as of now. Now, of course, that's a pivot from what we heard last week where the Seattle Seahawks were believed to be interested in doing their due diligence on Deshaun Watson But right now, it comes down to three teams that are interested in Watson, the Saints and the Panthers, who Watson is scheduled to meet with on Wednesday, and then also the Indianapolis Colts. And if you heard Christine Lisi's Center update, the Texans declined to speak with the Colts because they're uncomfortable trading Deshaun Watson within the AFC South. I thought you made a great point during the break about Deshaun Watson's unique situation that he's in right now and the influence that he's going to have over where he gets traded.
2: Yeah, Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause, which means basically if he was to be traded, he has to sign off on any trade that the Houston Texans decide to do. Now, if Deshaun Watson goes to the Houston Texans organization and tell them, "Hey, I want to play for the Colts. That's the only team I want to go to." What are the what are the what are the Texans going to do? they go, we're not going to trade them? You're going to pay them all that money again this year to not play. Now they'll be backed into a corner so for the for well, the Texans to tell the Colts that they're not going to entertain it, now I understand they're in the same division, but if they're giving you everything that you want and Deshaun Watson is saying that that's where I want to go, you have no choice or you're going to pay him. What's his salary this year, Chris?
0: It's a whole lot of money. But not only only 1000000 Yeah, but not only that, Harry, you got to worry about the fifth day of the league year, which is March 20th. That's a date that everybody needs to watch because Deshaun Watson's 2023 salary becomes fully guaranteed at that point in addition to a $17 million roster bonus. That's right, $17 million roster bonus. If you're the Houston Texans and he has no intentions of playing for you, then do do you really want to do you really want to be on the hook for that? So it's something that we've got to watch and keep a close eye on because you're right. Deshaun Watson does have some leverage and if the Colts end up being the team that he wants to play for, then he could shut down all other teams and their efforts to try to trade with the Houston Texans. That being said, we got to move on to the Chargers who are trading for players left and right. I mean, the Chargers decided they were going to trade for Khalil. Matt gave up a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick to the Chicago Bears, which to me is nothing for the player that they're getting. Now you're talking about them having the second-best pass rush tandem in the entire NFL they re-signed impending free agent wide receiver Mike Williams, a former first-round draft pick for them, big play guy, 1,000-yard receiver, paired him with Keenan Allen and Jalen Guyton, not to mention Jared Cook playing tight end for him. So they have the weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But now they're going defensive, man. I mean, we talked about Mac. They signed J.C. Jackson, cornerback from the New England Patriots, to a five-year, $82.5 million deal, a monster contract for one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. He was second in picks last year over the course of the last four years, Harry, and you gave us this stat. He's led the NFL in interceptions the last two seasons, the most pass breakups of any cornerback, and he allowed a 51.5 passer rating into his coverage the last two years. He is a phenomenal player. Pairing him with Asante Samuel Jr. and Derwin James, and then you've got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa hunting up front, This Chargers team seems like they're ready to go. I get it. They're in the toughest division in the NFL, the AFC West. But, I mean, there really are no excuses for Justin Herbert as to why he can't get this team in the playoffs and why they can't contend for a championship.
2: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And you also got to remember, and I I will say this, because Jared Cook is a free agent. So they're going to either have to sign him back or find a tight end But offensive line-wise, they have a lot of people on their offensive line that are free agents as well. So they got to figure out what they're going to do because Justin Herbert was sacked 31 times last year. And he's your franchise guy. That can't happen. You can't allow that to happen because he's just too good and too dynamic. But I, I agree with you, though, Chris, with all the moves that they're making. They're showing you that they're invested in not just making it to the playoffs, but trying to compete and win it all. So Justin Herbert is going to have a lot of pressure on him next year to get it done because you have a lot of the pieces. I said the same thing with Baker Mayfield when they got the t- the tight ends, when they got the offensive line, they had the D line, the whole nine, and he folded. The wide receivers are two, and he folded. Baker Mayfield didn't didn't make that jump. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, you having that, you have a lot of things laid out in front of you. It's your job now to make another jump, to be just as excellent as you have been in your first two years. Year three is coming up. You need to make the playoffs and not just make the playoffs, but make some noise and compete for a championship.
0: Yeah, the Chargers are taking advantage of having a star quarterback on a rookie deal. That's the most valuable commodity in the entire NFL because when you do, you can go out and you can bring on Khalil Mack, who has a $17 million salary. You can go out and get a guy like J.C. Jackson. You can add other players. You can extend Mike Williams and give him a contract. Like You can do all of those things because you're not paying your quarterback market rate. Now, I expect that to change after 2022 when Justin Herbert is first eligible for a contract extension. But, Harry, we had the conversation and debate about who's the better quarterback, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. And I will say this, same draft class, one of those quarterbacks got his team to a Super Bowl, has won multiple playoff games, and one of those quarterbacks has not been in the playoffs. So, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of pressure on Justin Herbert. If he is one of the best young quarterbacks in the AFC, if he is better than Joe Burrow, then there's going to have to be a lot of show and prove. Now, good for him, or maybe not so good for him, depending on how you look at it, he plays in a division where you're going up against Derek Carr twice a year, when you're going up against Russell Wilson twice a year, and you're going up against Pat Mahomes twice a year. If you believe that you're one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the conference, there's plenty of opportunities for you to go out and prove it, and that's going to be on display in 2022. I'm excited to see it, but I will say this. There ain't no excuses as to why Justin Herbert can't get it done. The organization has put the pieces around him, and we would expect that that would continue this offseason in the NFL draft because they do have the number 17 overall pick, which is a pretty good place to be in for a team as talented as this one. But coming up next, a special milestone for the king, LeBron James. Plus, we have two guys returning to... Night in the NBA. We'll get to that later. It's Harry Douglas, Chris Canny, ESPN Radio. ESPN, ESPN Radio. Radio. Harry Douglas and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio and E. And Harry, we got news after the Lakers got beat down 140 to 111 at the hands of the Phoenix Suns that Anthony Davis is optimistic that he will come back and play for the Los Angeles Lakers during the regular season. Now, I don't know how much optimism as a Lakers fan I should have that Anthony Davis is going to be back because even when he was in the lineup, it was bad, but he told a small group of reporters after that game against the Suns that he's anticipating that he has a chance to get back to the Los Angeles Lakers in time before the end of the regular season. Your thoughts on A.D. being able to make a comeback for this team and what that means for the Lakers moving forward?
2: Well, my question is for what? To to be <laughs> one and done? Because they're not going to compete for a championship, so why br- put him back out there on the court to risk him getting injured again? We know he's fragile. We know he's, he gets hurt easily. So why would you put him back out there? I would just let him keep rehabbing and have him go through practice, do drills, and that, that whole debacle and – Wait for him next year.
0: Because there's a possibility they can trade him. Well, Harry, here's the thing, though. Can you really punt on a season when you have LeBron James as one of your centerpieces on the team? I mean, they are in the ninth spot. They're going to be locked into the play-in, essentially. Can you really punt on the season? I mean, who's to say that this team can't win two games and then once you get into a postseason, a seven-game series, that they couldn't find a way to be able to figure it out? I don't think that will happen. I don't. As a Lakers fan, I don't see it. But there's always that potential. Here's our ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski on Anthony Davis's recovery. Take a listen.
1: Anthony Davis recently got the walking boot off of that right foot. Uh, I'm told the next step for him this week will be able to be get he'll be able to get back on the court and start to do some stationary shooting. And he's about a week away from another MRI on that midfoot sprain. You know, and the hope is is that he's progressing as they expected toward being able to return before this regular season ends, before the Lakers head into, you know, very likely the play-in tournament. But with the level of which LeBron James has played at, back-to-back 50-point games this week, you know, there's still optimism within the Lakers that they can get Anthony Davis back. And if nothing else, an Anthony Davis-LeBron James tandem still, even in a play-in in the Western Conference playoffs Know is a matchup that no one really would still look forward to.
0: Here's what I will say about that, Harry. I'm not worried about the Lakers in the first play in game if the playoffs were to start today, the play in starts today, because they're playing against the Pelicans. What I would be worried about is playing against the Clippers mm. who are in that, night, that eight seed. Speak on but it. coming up next, Nuggets and 76ers. We'll get into it. Harry Douglas and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio and E, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry, we got to give a shout out to the guests that came on today's show with us. We got Tom Krasnicki, co-host of Ronnie and T. Crash. down at WDAE 620 in Tampa, giving us the fan perspective on Tom Brady's return. We also had ESPN college basketball analyst LaFonso Ellis breaking down the brackets. And then our very own Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst and host of the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny podcast. Got to give a shout-out to them for all of their insights. If you missed any of it, go to our podcast, download, rate, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. But now is the portion of our show where it's time for us to get to a little bit of 3 and Out. Sometimes it's
1: the worst. 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 Sometimes it's the best. best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is 3 and Out.
0: And 3 and Out is brought to you by Fidelity Investments. And, Harry, we got to start with my Lakers. Unfortunately, I hate claiming them these days because they're such an embarrassment. Last night, I was watching the HBO series Winning Time. Quite frankly, I'm not sure why you haven't gotten into Winning Time yet. I'm calling you out because you need to get into it. The second episode aired last night. You need to stop being cheap because you're missing out on quality content. But anyway, the moment I got through watching that, I tuned in just to catch the end of the second quarter and realized that the Lakers gave up 79 points to the Phoenix Suns. Hell no. At halftime. Yeah, Stephen A., hell no. (laughs) It was embarrassing as a Lakers fan. I said we went from winning time to we went to this garbage. But there's still a silver lining in what happened in last night's game because LeBron James becomes the first player in NBA history to reach 10,000-plus points, 10,000-plus rebounds, and 10,000-plus assists. So the actual career numbers for LeBron James right now, 36,824 career points, which is third all-time, 10,004 assists, which is seventh all-time, and 10,150 rebounds, which is 39th of all-time. So the King doing very King-like things. LeBron James still playing at a high level, Even though he's not the same on the defensive end, he's still one of the best players in the NBA and one of the greatest of all time. I've said this before. I'll say it again. It's him and Michael Jordan in the room and nobody else. And that's not disrespect to anybody around the NBA, but it's him and Michael Jordan in the room and nobody else. But there are levels to this, and I think that Michael Jordan is still the guy because when you look at how other NBA greats look at him, I mean, for instance, what we saw at the NBA's 75th anniversary team when Jordan was introduced and how all of the guys on that team looked at Jordan, you realized there's a different level than where LeBron James is at and where Michael Jordan is at. Just putting that out there. But we got to give credit to the King for a hell of a career and a hell of an accomplishment, which he got to last night. 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists. Pretty damn impressive. Yeah, man, I want people to be –
2: intact with greatness, right? We don't get to see it every day. And we're seeing it with Tom Brady, how people was in all that are retired, but now he's come back. But well, LeBron James, don't take his greatness for granted because this has, has not been done by anybody but LeBron. So cherish the moments because you don't know when it's going to come to an end.
0: Speaking of things that are coming to an end, it looks like Brooke Lopez's stint on the bench is coming to an end because the center for the Brooklyn or for the Milwaukee Bucks he once upon a time played for the Brooklyn Nets. But the center for the Milwaukee Bucks has been out since October, and he's going to return to the lineup tonight. Now, he was out with a bad back, but the Bucks announced that George Hill, who missed the last 16 games because of soreness, will return as well. So, your thoughts on the Bucks getting back Brook Lopez.
2: I thought it was huge. I didn't think he was going to come back this season, uh, especially when they traded for Sergi Baca. So having both of those guys, having that si- size, but not only having the size, but having a guy who can go out to that three-point line and knock those trade balls down with ease, that's going to pay huge dividends for this team come playoff time.
0: And guess what else? He's not the only big man coming back mm. because we got word that that dude for the Golden State Warriors, the defensive stopper, the point Ooh. forward, and really the heartbeat of their defense – Draymond Green is expected to return tonight. He's expected to come back tonight for the Golden State Warriors. So this is a huge get for the Golden State Warriors because defensively they just haven't been the same team. But being able to get Draymond back out there as the point forward is going to make a huge difference. Now – We don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of resistance out there because they're playing against the Washington Wizards, Harry. (laughs) But Draymond Green is going to be back tonight. They got him on a minutes restriction. But I'm sure this has got to be a huge boost to the morale on that team with getting Draymond Green back in the lineup.
2: Yeah, when I think about Draymond, I think about being the engine for the team. Yes, I know that, and I know this information because my brother at one point played out there in Golden State with Draymond, Steph, and Clay, And Mm. he told me that he's the engine for that team. Attitude, effort. Not letting anybody slack. Those are the type of things that Draymond makes sure. But then he can guard one through five, and he's just a gym rat. So shout-out to Draymond being back on the court. And I think the Warriors need it badly right now.
0: All right, and staying with the hardwood hair, we got to give a shout-out to the Lady Cardinals getting the top seed in the women's NCAA tournament. L1-C4, the number one seeds in the NCAA Women's Tournament are South Carolina, Stanford, and NC State, along with your Louisville Cardinals. So, Harry, I know you're a proud alum of Louisville. You always rep it. You wear it on your sleeve. And so this is your moment where you can peacock about the Lady Cardinals getting the top overall seed in the NCAA Women's Tournament.
2: Yeah, shout out to Jeff Walls, their head coach. He's been doing it for a while now. Uh, Louisville's women's basketball, they've been in a hunt year in and year out. And the thing I love about this team this year is they don't have a Dana Evans, who was their star player uh, in the past. They don't have an Asia Durr, who was also another star player, Angel McCautry. They are doing it by committee, and they're dedicated to winning, and they got a number one seed. So I'm going to be watching my Louisville Cardinals throughout. March Madness. Yes, I said March Madness when it comes to the women's. That's what we're doing now.
0: All right, there it is. I mean, that's that's the thing. And we got to pay attention to what's going on because they're the top seed. A lot of expectations. I'm sure you're going to be there rooting for them every step of the way to see if they can go ahead and cut down the nets and bring that thing home. But in order for us to bring this show home, we got to talk about one of the greats of all time in the ring, Mike Tyson. Uh Uh-oh. And Harry, it's usually usually entertaining when we talk about Mike Times Mike Tyson sometimes it's sad sometimes it's funny but it's all the time entertaining when it comes to Mike Tyson and this next venture that he is entered in does not fall short of the bar so apparently the cannabis company that Mike Tyson is invested in is coming out with a line of gummy edibles in the shape of an ear <laughs> With a piece of the ear that's missing. And would you like to take a guess at the name of the gummies that Mike Tyson's cannabis company is coming out with? Holyfield. No, it's not Holyfield's, but that's pretty close. It's called Mike's Bites. (laughs) So Mike Tyson is invested in a cannabis company and is coming out with edible gummies, and they're calling them Mike's Bites. They're in the shape of an ear that's half-bitten, and this is what Mike Tyson is rolling with. So... Shout out to Mike Tyson trying to find a way to parlay one of those incidents into some more money for him. But coming up next, we got the Nuggets and the Sixers, Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. Going to be a fun matchup to watch. Stay tuned, ESPN Radio.